Welcome back, everybody, to the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. This is episode 26. We have a great episode for you today. I am joined by the co-host, Antonio Del Guzzo, a.k.a. Puggy. How are we doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm sure you're doing great with those fantastic posters you got in the background. Oh, dude, thank God. Finally covering up the Superman logo. I was going to say, it's been a long time coming, man. You got three great selections over there, too. Sure. Three rest great selections. Coming. Yeah, indeed. And rest in peace, Sa- Saquon Barkley's career in New York. Hey, 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 hey. It's not official yet. <laughs> but anyways, we have a great episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about what happened in the Super Wild Card Weekend. And we're going to be discussing what's going to happen in the divisional round. But first, I'd like to plug our TikTok. We were making some cool NFL highlight videos, some green screen videos talking about previous season, uh, the season reviews for teams, and also whatever else comes to our mind. Uh, we got 40 followers on there. Woo, we're growing slowly but surely. We would appreciate your support over there. Uh, we also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I forgot to mention that last time. I'm not, ha- I'm not letting it happen. Again, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget. But anyways, so on to what happened this past weekend. I would say the best game and the most interesting one was the Cowboys and 49ers. Everything else was kind of like a blowout pretty much, except for the Bengals Raiders game, but that wasn't as interesting, but this 49ers Cowboys game kept us on our toes for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a crazy game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it felt like in the third quarter, the 49ers were kind of letting the Cowboys in to make it more like put us all at the edge of our toes. But I'm happy the 49ers won, obviously. I mean, I think we've made this well known since the beginning of our podcast. I despise the Cowboys. But honestly, actually, though, like going back to the whole most impressive game, I think the most impressive game was the Rams. You think they're the most impressive? I think that was the statement game the Rams, especially Matt Stafford, needed. That was something yes. they needed for yeah. quite a while. And like, we didn't expect them to blow out the Cardinals. We, ex- we expected that game to be close. Like, Maybe one score like game, whether it be a field goal or a touchdown, they literally smoked the Cardinals. I I never really thought the Cardinals were all that. I really didn't. I think they were they were shaky. Both teams were shaky in the playoffs, but the big difference is the Rams were winning those games, the Cardinals were not. Yeah. And now those two teams went up against each other, and the Rams proved they deserve to be there. And the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury is not it. I saw a stat. His end where, of the season records are awful. Yeah, like he only averages like a game or two in terms of wins and has like six or seven losses. And that's that goes back to college. Yeah. He's not, he's not. I don't know. I would take a good look in the mirror if I'm Arizona and think, is this guy worth keeping around? I think they will keep him this year, but if they don't do make some damage, you know, make do some make some noise in the playoffs or do something meaningful next year, I think he's gone. You know, I honestly think he should be gone personally. I mean, this was the guy I, I, I hired. I wouldn't like, I mean, they have such big expectations. They purposely brought him, you know, Kyler Murray and everything. They've underperformed, in my opinion. Yeah, they made the absolutely, playoffs, but like, look at that team they had. They kind of had a stacked team overall on the offensive spectrum. I mean, you had DeAndre Hawkins, yeah, he was hurt, but then you had AJ Green, Rondell Moore. You have one of the most versatile quarterbacks in the whole league. He was arguably an MVP candidate in the beginning of the season. What happened? You don't just start off 7-0 and just miraculously go, oh, we're not going to be good anymore. Unless you're Pittsburgh, yeah. 
No, that's still for another day. Come on now. But it's 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 interesting. And then one guy, one guy on TikTok brought it up. It was on my forty page. I forget who it was. I wish I remember. But he said that these these Cliff Kingsbury teams start off strong and then fade out. And his theory was, and I I see I make sense looking back at it. They start out strong and fade because he has a game plan that he installs at the beginning of the year and he follows it all the way out through the year, doesn't make any adjustments. And by the time that these week 13, 14, 15 games pop up, these defensive coordinators are figuring out his game plan and they're shutting him down. It also doesn't help that Kyler Murray has been injured at some point in the latter half of the season that's maybe hampered his ability to play a little bit, which, you know, maybe limits the play calling in some way, shape, or form, or maybe he loses his confidence. But overall, I mean, so far, the Cliff Kingsbury experiment's not looking too hot. I completely agree. I mean, honestly, like, I I even said it when he first got hired. I didn't think he was really that great of a coach, honestly, the NFL level. He's a good coach. Well, good's an overstatement at times. He was a decent college coach. I'll say he that. He had Patrick Mahomes and barely got anything yeah, done with it. He was 13-16 and 16 with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one, two, or three. I mean, I, I think he's top two. I think him and Rodgers oh, swap back and forth depending on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I just I, – I think – I mean, I think he would have been fired by now Yeah, if it was um, – if they really were thinking about getting rid of him. But they're going to keep him for another year, and I expect him to be – Eh, again. I expect them to go the same way they w- went this year, honestly. I mean, but maybe even worse. I don't think they have necessarily the cap to get anyone in the offseason. I mean, they need to save it first of all for Kyler. I mean, even then, some people are trying to say that Kyler Murray might be in question for the coming years. I don't know about that. I, I'd like to see him with a different coach. I, that's how I feel. But even after that, I mean, you don't have the cap room really overall. They don't have much draft capital. They're not in the greatest spot when it comes to the draft to get like some stud that everyone's like game changing. So I don't know how, what to expect from them. Like you just said, Kingsbury's got to learn how to just adapt his coaching throughout the season and not just keep it the same way. That's why I didn't believe in them at all. Some yeah. people criticize me for it, but you know. Speaking of guys who have gotten criticism, Matthew Stafford. It's only one game, but a lot of people said he couldn't do it. The lights were too bright for him, and he played the miniature version of what Josh Allen did on Saturday to the Patriots. He didn't have as many – you know, he only threw, I think, 17 times, and he had almost near a perfect passer rating. So it was like the mini version of, like, what Josh Allen did on Saturday to the Pats. But to see Stafford do that as a Lions fan just brings – it's painful and it makes me happy because that could have been us, but we couldn't figure it out while he was there for us. Now we need to. Yeah. Well, I mean, that the jury's still out for whether or not Campbell and Holmes can figure it out, but this, this was a promising start. That being said, I mean, it took Sean McVay and, and Stafford together one year to get a playoff win. And now they're not done. They're going to go play Tampa Bay on Sunday, which I think is going to be a fantastic game. We'll talk about that later. We'll preview that game later. But as far as the Rams are concerned for that performance on Monday, I mean, it was great. I mean, Cam Akers looked fantastic. Yeah, for a guy coming off an Achilles tear six months later, oh, my Lord. How? I know. 
and we we were taught i remember back in like episode 17 or 18 when we were talking about the giants and washington when jeff okuda tore his achilles we were saying there are not many guys who can come back from achilles and be good and now this dude comes back within six months and he's ready to go i mean that's that's unbelievable I mean, add him to the very short list of guys who come back from Achilles tear and look great. Yeah, honestly, I mean, like, it's phenomenal. When I first made, saw him with that breakthrough run, I was like, wow. If you told me that he tore his Achilles right after the game, I wouldn't have believed you. I really wouldn't have. I mean, he, he was ruled out for the season. Yeah. And then he and he's back. That's insane. That just also shows how advanced, like, everything is gone, like, technology and everything. Achilles... Whenever someone tore an Achilles in the past, we always thought, oh, he's gone for the season. God knows when he'll come back. I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously, who comes back from a torn Achilles like yeah. that? Yeah, and then, like, it's, that's just a crazy thought to think about, honestly. But the Rams look good. They they That game had a whole bunch of, wow, a lot of people look great. I mean, look at Odell as well. That was the Odell the Browns were looking for. That reminded me of Odell at the Giants. Mm-hmm. He only had four catches, but then he made them all count. Man, he and he had, had nice that pass. pass, too. Yeah, yeah, he had a nice pass, too. But the Rams helped ease my doubts about them. I, I figured the winner of this game would help ease my doubts a bit. And I figured it would be the Rams. I just didn't really – I really believe the that Cardinals were not That defense is phenomenal, it. too, honestly. Yeah. Aaron Von Donald, Miller, oh Aaron Lord. Donald. Yeah, the whole – they got it going over there. Uh, when we preview this Bucks Rams games game later, uh, we'll, we'll, it'll be it'll be a good discussion. But I will let's... say this. Oh, well, I'm just sorry no, no, go ahead. Off, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. TJ Watt is defensive player of the year, but Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the whole league. I without a question. I'm yeah. sorry, no one could. That man is he's a big dude, but he moves like like he's not a big dude. He he's. He's crazy. He is he's special. And the Lions could have had him too instead of Eric Ebron. Terrible. It's Anyways. Okay, Don't reminisce in the past. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go back to what we were originally going to talk about. That Cowboys 49ers game. Then we just started talking about the Rams and the Cardinals. I don't know how we got to that. But it was good. It was good. I want to get to them eventually. I just but the Cowboys and 49ers. Speaking of head coaches that need to go, Mike McCarthy, he's oh not God. it. He's not oh it. Lord. He's not it. He really is just not it. And he has made the same mistakes that he made in Green Bay, and he's doing them again in Dallas, and it's costing him games. How can you step up to the podium after the game and say your guys weren't ready? Whose fault's that then? Tell me, whose fault is that? Literally. Theirs? Jerry Jones. Oh, is it That's Zeke? Dak? No, it's him for not instilling confidence into them. And I don't know how he expects them to have any confidence or trust in him after hearing that. That is the worst thing to say ever about you. And players. he's probably back. And he's probably yeah. back next year. And I mean, seriously. The thing that sucks is Jerry Jones sticks by his coaches for so long. And, and, and that's, that is going to be the downfall of the Cowboys if he stays. Unless he makes adjustments, which he clearly has proven he cannot do. They're, they're going to be in the mud. I mean, the Cowboys – are not going to be gifted an easy schedule like they were this year. They got to play the division winners now. They got to get they get the Rams. They already get the NFC North, and then they get the Bucks again. Yeah. And then on the other side, they get the Bengals as their extra game because they won the division. And they have the AFC South. I think the Colts are going to bounce back. I don't think they can handle the Titans. 
and oh. the Texans and the Jags can shock anybody. But that, yeah. that that goes for that goes for any team against any team. But the point I'm trying to make is the Cowboys won what they won 12, 11 games. I don't even remember. 12 and six. But 12, 12 and six. Yeah, 12 and five in the regular season. I think they're going to go back to their 500 ways, even though it's not possible anymore, and finish like probably nine and eight. I don't think they're going to win a division next year, barring some drastic change. I don't think their coordinators are it. Well, maybe Dan Quinn, but he might leave. Yeah, I don't yeah, think Kellen. The, I don't think Kellen Moore is it. I don't know I, what this whole big whoop de doo is about him. His offense has been exposed, flat, flat, flat exposed, and exposed in the past three games. I think he's the most overrated coordinator that's up for a head coaching job. Absolutely. I, I mean, he kind of reminds me of like Joe Brady. Joe Brady was pretty much handed a head coaching job after like three games this year, and now he got fired. He reminds me of Matt Nagy. Honestly. Matt Nagy was handed that job to the Bears when he was the OC. Yeah, he's – yeah, not I, – I don't think Kellen Moore is, is it for the Cowboys. I don't think where they're heading is it right now. I, I mean, think they – Jerry who, Jones should be shooting himself in the foot right now. Yes, he re-signed Zeke for one of the most expensive contracts ever for a running back. Oh, yeah, then, you, then you hear he's playing on a torn PCL. Now, who does that help? Clearly yeah. helped nobody. It clearly helped nobody because he was garbage. They they got knocked down the first round at home, and Tony Pollard looked great when he played. So if if you're dealing with a torn PCL, why are you playing? Exactly. Sometimes like people will think, oh. Shannon Sharp said this. It's cool that you try to play through an injury, but no one's going to applaud you if you don't play well. Exactly. Exactly. You're you're hurting the team. You're not being. And he the looked terrible. To yeah, he looked awful. Like that. I drafted Zeke thinking he was going to have this great year. He had nothing but that. Yeah, it was it was it was a disgrace. Tony Pollard looked better than him pretty much every single time he was out on the field. Yeah, and and he's playing with a torn PCL, and we're supposed to be like, oh, that's it. Oh, that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. What, what do you? Why are you playing him? Yeah. Why would you do that? And, 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 and you Cowboys. and now and now your running game suffered because of it, and now you're no longer in the postseason. So good job, that paid off, right? The Cowboys are doomed, honestly, in my opinion. I mean, which I'm happy to say, but they literally are going on the wrong track. I mean, Dak Prescott acts like a child. He really does act like a child. Oh yeah, did you? Yeah, did you see what he said? He yeah. Dude, you're NFL, you're a professional football player. You have to learn what PR is, first of all. And second of all, like, you've got to learn when and when to not say certain things. That was one of the worst things he could say. And the best part was he backtracked. He's like, guys, we can't be throwing stuff at, at, at our guys. Like, that's not good. And they're like, oh, no, was, they said it was directed at the refs. Oh, really? Oh, good job. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's going to go. I, the Cowboys – they they had they got their division win. Now they're going to probably be in the mud for another couple, like another year or two. I, I don't think it's, I don't it's think they repeat. And honestly, I don't know who wins that division next the year. NFC East. It's, I'm I'm going to say it's still the worst division. Garbage. Worst division. Yeah, that division and, used to probably be one of the best and most competitive divisions for the longest time ever. They have become the worst division by far. No one comes close. No one. I will take the Jets over them right now. The Jets have something going in their way. Don't worry. Wow, that's a, that's a strong statement. But hey, Zach Wilson starting to improve. I do believe in Robert Sala, but that's for another. That's for another day. Yeah, that's another. We don't care about the Jets right now. <laughs> yeah. But 
What about their uh, the NFC East team that made the wild card team? Uh, the wild card round is a seven seed. Uh, the Eagles, they didn't look good. Nick Sirianni needs to get fired. I'm sorry. Nope. I don't know about get fired, but I, you see, here's the thing with Sirianni that concerned me and it bit him in the butt. He is way too stubborn. Why were they not running the ball? Here's another yeah. thing. Well, I forget what the injury was, but then they, they were saying Hertz was banged up. I once again ask, why was he playing? And if he and since he was playing, why didn't you run the ball more? Exactly. Or you know what? You traded for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew, you don't expect him to yeah. be this playoff quarterback. But if Jalen Hurts is banged up and you're already losing by a lot. Just it, it, it's not like they got Tim Boyle back there, you know. It's like, yeah, like the fake Tom Brady 12, you know. But it's like, uh, I also, how do you I don't spend even, a first round pick on Devontae Smith and only target him four times? Yeah, I know. He, he barely got the ball. Same thing goes with CeeDee Lamb. Why is CeeDee Lamb never get the ball in the Cowboys game? I mean, what were these coaches going for? Seriously, if the Giants get a good head coach, they could shock and win the division next year if they could put I, something together. The, all right, I said this a long time ago on the podcast, and I still will stand by it. And like, I agree to this. A lot of people have said it. The Giants have a decent roster. They've made a lot of win now moves during these past, like this past offseason. Like you just said, they just need a decent coach, a coach that is competent and knows what he wants in his players and doesn't run them like high school kids. They need to draft, and, and, and probably in my mock draft, when, when we make that episode, which I'm very excited for, I'm probably going to have them take an offensive lineman and an edge rusher, two of their biggest needs. In, oh, I can already tell you right now what I have in both of them. Ready? Yeah. Offensive lineman for both of them, and one of them is Tyler Lindenbaum. I'd see here – someone brought up a good point. When you're paying two – when you draft two offensive linemen in the same draft, yeah, like as, as high as that, you're going to pay him at the same time. And that, that could take a big cap hit, especially if they're both that good. Because I now you've got to pay two offensive linemen. Because how many offensive lines all come out at the same time and are all under contract at the same time? Usually one piece bounces in and out here and there. But now you're gonna, you're guaranteeing two guys are getting the same, pretty much same exact contract at the same exact time. It's just a bit risky. I don't know if two offensive linemen is is the move there, especially when you have Andrew Thomas and most of the good linemen at that time are tackles, mm-hmm. and you have Andrew Thomas. I think and they're the all other, left tackles too. I think the other option I did have potentially in my mind was well, there's two options trading back to get Lindenbaum because honestly, I don't think Lindenbaum is going to go anywhere past 10, like well, before 10. I really don't, unless you take him, which I think you should. I mean, he's 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 phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. The other option was taking George Carolathis out of Purdue. Yeah, that I guy. think he's one he's of the guys. Beast. Yeah, he's, he's insane. I've been calling for his name before the season like ended or anything like before anyone had these mock drafts with him. I literally said to you, I'm like, they're going to take care of Laftis if they take any edge rusher. Yeah, no, he is. He's good. And I think those are the, that's what the Giants need to address. As far as the Eagles are concerned. They need to cut. They, oh, that, that goes without saying. They need to spend one of those draft picks on the receiver again, hopefully not screw it up. But I think they trade for Calvin Ridley. Honestly, what do they have to lose right now? I mean, they this, should. The only they have three you know, picks. Be, you know what would be the very biggest homecoming feeling if they want to do a homecoming type of thing? Draft Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. That's what I was thinking. They either should draft Jahan Dotson or trade that pick to Atlanta for 
probably just the first would probably get it done. Just that one first round pick. The thing is, though, I do think now Jahan Dawson's going to be worth like that 19th pick. You know why? Because that guy from Alabama towards ACL. Jameson Williams. Yeah, that that that, that hurts. That, that. that happening, as much as that sucks to say that someone getting hurt benefited other people, that happening caused all these other receivers' stocks to, to rise. All these like late first-rounders are now mid-rounders. Yeah, because he's going to fall to the early second round most likely. Yeah, which, I mean, lines. I, I would not be opposed, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I like how the Eagles, they went to the playoffs – Saying, oh, we weren't even supposed to be the Eagles fans. This is what we're not supposed to be here. The season was a success. They go out and pretty much look as bad as they possibly could. And now yeah. people are questioning the future of this team. If the Saints are just, if they don't get in, people are saying, oh, the future is so bright. Sirianni, you know, he got us, you know, eight wins or whatever. We didn't get in. Jalen Hurts looks good. We'll be fine. Now everyone's questioning everything because they looked beyond pitiful and it's my fault for picking them too i i should have i, I should have known better we should have known better that was, the, that was the only game i got wrong this weekend was that one i could have went perfect six for six had i just used my head a little more i got i got too i got too uh creative i got too wishful bond to the hype honestly everyone bond to the hype bond to the hype and the hype plummeted yeah. but the eagles i <sighs> is jalen hurts really that quarterback though that's a real question. Well, I, I can't think I, – I, you can't – I don't think you can get rid of him after this year for a bunch no, of – No, not yet. I mean, I'll wait I out his contract, his rookie contract. But. Absolutely. I think you got to wait out his rookie contract at, at the very least. I, I Giving up on him would be stupid unless you're getting Deshaun Watson, who I don't think's worth it at all, honestly. Just, just from a PR standpoint, I don't think that's worth it one bit. And you can't draft – you know, quarterback, they're not that good. I mean, you could, but it's like, is that really worth it? I don't know. I don't think. The, the bottom line is the NFC East, as far as like having a hunch for who's going to win it, I don't know. I got to see the offseason, the draft, and who the Giants hire. Because yeah. right now, it's it's a it's a mess. It's, it's, it's all up in the air right now. I mean, Washington, I mean, we're completely avoiding them, but. Who, who knows where they stand? If they hit a quarterback in the draft, they might they be good some, again. They can make noise. They really can. They might be good again. But I, I think the pattern of the NFC East teams winning, not winning the division consecutive years is going to happen again next year. I just don't think the Cowboys have it. Yeah. I don't think they do. But um, let's talk about one more game before we go preview the games for the upcoming week. Uh, the Chiefs and the Steelers. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what we thought would happen. But I think the takeaway that we want to take away from this is that the Chiefs look good, and this Bills Chiefs game coming up it's gonna be- is like the pre-championship championship game. Yeah, because these teams are electric. Oh, definitely. And the Chiefs went out there and proved it. They pretty much said this year, "We were better than you in Week 16, and we're still better than you." Yeah. And I, they look great. They did. And they, they pretty really much. Did. Pretty much that's like the only game this past week where the outcome was like almost 100% predictable. And there was no really like twist. The only twist was that TJ Watt did his thing, got a fumble return for six. You know, honestly, much like I don't really hate to say it, but I mean, it's like that game showed how much the Steelers just need in a better offensive line. Yeah. 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 That's they, like I, they're not I, far off. They're really not. 
Like they, no, just they, they have the defense. They just they got to figure out the offense. That's the biggest thing with the Steelers, I think, in the past decade, like the past ten years and all that. They had one side of the ball completely ready. The other side just wasn't ready. Yeah. Think about it. They had A B. Um, what's that other wide receiver's name that always had off the field issues? But he was Martavius Bryant. Martavius Bryant. Le'Veon yeah, and, Bell and Big Ben, all in great parts of their career. And they got nothing done. Because their defense was atrocious. Now it's that crazy the, to think. The tables have turned. Defense is great. Offense. It's almost there. It is almost there. They have great receivers. They have a good running back. Missing the line in the quarterback. All they need. They, they got to figure it out. In, in the mock draft, I don't know if I'm going to have them taking Kenny Pickett or an offensive lineman. I just – I, I, I got to see out. what free agency is like. Maybe they trade for one. Who knows? Yeah. But let's start, uh, let's start previewing the games for this upcoming week. We got the Bengals. Yeah, your Bengals and the Titans. So, what are you thinking for Bengals Nation? I think they win. Actually, I really do. I think they're right in the hot hand. Joe Burrow is determined, like full on determined. There's this culture in Cincinnati that I never thought I would see out of them. Really, I never thought I would see this. And for some reason, I'm not convinced Zach Taylor's leading that culture. I mean, he probably is. I'm just, there's just something weird about him. I can't. I think it's maybe I'm a hater. That, I think it's the fact that know. Joe Burrow and Jamar are together again. I really do. I think they are bringing that LSU vibe we got a couple years ago to the Bengals right now. And I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, I, it's entertaining. It's, and it's so entertaining. When I do my Bengals review, whenever they, you know, whenever that may be, I'm I'm going to spoil it. And really, there's no other reason I to give my I need to give myself an F. That was a failure of a take. I literally in, in the article I wrote on the website, I said that they have literally no chance to win the division. Sorry, try again next year. What a what an ignorant thing looking back. Yeah, that that moment, is that, that is so the coldest take that I probably have put out know, on public record. I know, man. What? I, no, not, there's been other colder takes than that. Oh, like the Broncos take. That Broncos take was not that cold. That was not. They were dealing with injuries. Teddy B was on and off. What are you looking at? That it's not. It's not, not like I had the Bengals winning three games. Yeah, it's, it's nothing as bad as my Giants take. My Giants take was awful. Yeah, you said they were winning the division. That was I was trying to tell you the Giants were not it with Joe Judge since day one. Let's just go back to the playoffs. But anyways, we'll talk about that. <laughs> the Titans. I don't know how I feel about the Titans. I don't know I, how Derrick Henry's going to do. I, I yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could be a hit or miss thing. I, I really I can see his game going either way. I know the Titans are favored. Um, but I like I do like the Bengals in this game. Uh, I think the connection between just the entire vibe and the aurora around the Bengals right now is just too hot right now. I never fully believed in the Titans this year, and I still don't really believe them. I think they're going to lose this game. I think the Bengals are going to take it. You know I what really the do. Bengals remind me of they remind me of that Eagles team that kind of won it all, like that won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they have a that bit. aura and that energy. It's like we're okay with being the underdogs. No one expected us to be here. Well, look where we are. I saw a lot of like power rankings and betting saying the Bengals have the worst odds to win the Super Bowl. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, really? That's the worst team? This Titans team Niners, has has, yeah, I'll say Titans have not really proven too much to me. I don't think that 
the Niners are going to win in Green Bay. That's the next game we'll talk about. But Jimmy G's more banged up than he already was. Who knows what Fred Warner is going to do? Who knows what Nick Bosa is going to do? What Those are two for Warner. What was up? ankle sprain. I think he's questionable. He'll probably play, but will he be at 100%? I mean, we're talking about probably the best middle linebacker in football, possibly being a liability because of his injury and his mobility, because his whole yeah. thing was that he could, he could, he was a full tool linebacker and now he might not be able to cover as well. And you're going to, you're telling me Aaron Rodgers isn't going to pick him Aaron apart. Rodgers is going to find the biggest Achilles heel on that defense and pick it apart. Exactly. So um, that's just a little preview for what we're going to talk about. But as far as the Bengals are concerned, I, the Bengals do have that like underdog ish mentality. Apparently they're the, they don't have, they have like the worst odds to win the Super Bowl. That's crazy to me. I, I think that they could upset, really. I think Honestly, they get past Titans. I think they could – I mean, they beat the Chiefs already. I think I they could put up a, a fight against the Bills. It's a whole momentum concept. I mean, the Bengals, they they picked, they peaked at the right time. They got that Exactly. Chiefs they're peaking. They're peaking, and that's huge. Yeah, if you like anyone knows this in sports, if you peak at the right time, you're gonna get stuff to go your way. Mm-hmm. And like, like we just said, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have this aura, this like this whole vibe to them. It's just like we're coming into your field, we're slapping you. Like they do not care about anyone, they do not care about what people think about them. They're gonna go. I remember all of us, including me and you, we all bashed the Bengals for taking Jamar Chase over. Yeah, I was gonna say. I gave myself an F, but 97% of the population agreed with me. Yeah, I won't lie. You know, Before so. the season started, I was like, I was skeptical on the Bengals. I'm like, they should have drafted Panay Sewell. Why did they draft I, Exactly. Chase? And they would not be here if they had Panay Sewell. Yeah, There's no like, way they'd be here. And then after the first game, that's when I realized, I'm like, this Bengals team is legit. After yeah. I saw Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow like that, like they never left college. It was, yeah, that was, that was scary. But I, I think the Bengals win. I I don't trust Tannehill. I don't. I, 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 I don't. don't I don't think people are high on him. I just think he's he's a, he's a he's basic just a system quarterback. He's a system. Quarterback. I I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's a game changer. I really don't. I I think that game that team relies on the run game, and I don't know where Derrick Henry stands. I don't this is know. The first if, time he's ever had a major injury, and we never knew. We don't know what to expect of him. You really don't. It, the Titans are a question mark and the Bengals are hot. So I'm taking the hot hand right now. So that's where I stand with that game. On to the Niners and Packers. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, the 49ers are cooking right now, but with Jimmy G being banged up, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, and the Packers being hot as could be on a mission, to me it's easy. Packers. I'm taking the Packers. Packers. Yeah. I I think this, these two teams are good. They're really good. But – Rodgers also has more experience. I'm like, you put a healthy Jimmy G and a healthy Rodgers compared, like, right next to each other. Rodgers, I I really do. Of course. Why wouldn't you? I mean, even though uh, the 49ers beat the Packers two years ago, but, but this team's a lot different circumstances. Jair Alexander is also coming back at the right time. Exactly. This team, there's really not too much to talk about here, honestly. Um, I just think the Packers are going to run them over, honestly. And the next two games we're about to talk about, though, those are yes, the next two games: the Rams and the Bucks. I said that 
on the last podcast that whoever won the Rams Cardinals game would probably lose to the Bucks. Actually, no, I had them hosting the 49ers because I picked the Eagles. But, but now the Rams get the Bucks. And I think I'm going to take the Bucks. However, I will be very surprised if this game is a blowout. Very surprised. These are two heavyweight teams. The Rams already beat them earlier in the year. It was in LA, but they already beat them earlier this year. Stafford played well and given me reason to believe in him. I likely to see him do well and shut up the haters as too. Well, Tom Brady and the Bucks do have it going on. I don't know the status of Jensen and Wirfs. That could be interesting. This game could tell a lot. Whoever has to more than likely go to Green Bay, or if they have the pleasure of hosting the Niners in an upset, I would not rule out either of these two teams going all the way. They are good. They are both good. I quite, I still do worry about the Bucks injuries because, like I said, I bought into the Eagles hype, and that was my mistake. Um, I'm still maybe not completely sold on them. I, you know, the Rams are not the Eagles, so it'd be interesting to see how the Bucks handle a pretty healthy Rams team. So it's close. I'm going to take the Bucks, but it's so close. What about you? I got the Rams, honestly. I, 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 I don't like to bet against Tom. I really don't. But the thing But you're going to do it again. <laughs> I am. I am going to do it again like an idiot. But the thing is, with the whole injury factor about the whole lineman um, between Wurfs and I forget the other guy. Jensen. Jensen. Even if either of them play, they're both going to be still like banged up a little bit. There's going to be that lingering effect. You put Aaron Donald against I was going to say, Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller are going to like, have a field day. Clearly, right, you're gonna put Vaughn Miller probably on the side that like has works is on. Actually, I'd do the other way. Put Aaron Donald on the guy that's beat up. That's an easy freaking whatever you want to call swim move around. Well, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably gonna handle the center anyway. So yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a good game. The so, the Sunday slate of games is fantastic. It's fantastic. I'm looking literally. forward to those two games but for sure. At the same time, I mean, like Matt Stafford showed like hope. I mean, like he did, and he looked good. He looked great. He looked. Honestly. He went thirteen for seventeen for like I think two hundred yards. Yeah, the run game carried them. Yeah. I think the Buccaneers' defense, run defense, is a wee bit overrated, and I think the Eagles shot themselves in the foot. And I don't think Sean McVay is dumb enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I think he knows. Okay, the Bucks are beat up on the D line. They're beat up in general. We're going to attack their weaknesses, whereas Sirianni just does what he feels like. Yeah, I mean, like- so. You I like it's it's close. It's really close. Yeah, it is a close. It's completely close one. But honestly, I do think the Rams pull it out. I really do because it would not shock me. First of all, the Buccaneers secondary is awful, awful. I, I can't stand that secondary. It's not good. It's really not. And they they're gonna have to go up against Cooper Cup and Odell. Odell has had a resurgence of life to the and Van point Jefferson. Got, and Van Jefferson, you're right. Odell's had a resurgence of life to the point he got PED tested. Cooper Cup, I mean, we all know this is a fantastic season he's having right now. Van Jefferson, lightning fast, honestly. I don't see this Bucks defense holding up. But then, like, at the same time. You got Tom Brady on the other side. Yeah, you got Tom Brady on the other side. So, it, like you said, it's going to be a close game. It's but close. I, it's I so I do close. Think, I do think the Rams are winning. I think the biggest thing if the Bucks win is because Cornette's going to play, right? I'm not sure. Uh, if he plays? Probably. 
that's good. In my opinion, I think Fournette's the reason why they're going to be in the game. Fournette's had a phenomenal season this year, in my opinion. He's had, he has. Oh, yeah. Jaguars, a, Fournette. But at the same time, then you look at the Rams' defense, like defensive line. It's going to be such a good – like the whole Sunday slate is going to be so good, If you man. told me this was a Super Bowl somehow, I'd be stoked, stoked to watch it. Great, great, great matchups. I mean, seriously, it's, it's these are great, great games. But it gets even better. The other, the, the I was going to say, good. next up, Bills-Chiefs, the rematch of the AFC Championship game. And I'll tell you what, this Bills team's way better than it was last year. They are another team. They are another team peaking at the right time. Yep. And I also have the Bills winning this game. They were my Super Bowl pick. And Josh Allen is playing like the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. He may not be the best, but he's playing like the best. Yeah. And that defense also is phenomenal. Yes. The the defense is playing fantastic as well. The Chiefs have been a little questionable. I still think they're good. I still think that I, I can still yeah. see them winning. But the Bills have been a train. They ran over Bill Belichick's defense again. We were yeah. on the last episode where you know, people, they were saying that the Patriots and Bill Belichick, you don't want to see him a third time. Well, the Bills certainly did. I, I mean, my goodness. I mean, seriously, if, if the Bills, if without the freak show weather on that Monday night game, the Bills probably win all three games. Probably, honestly. And I feel like a fool for choosing the Patriots. I really do. I chose the Patriots. I'm like, can't go against Bill Belichick. Nope. nope. The Bill, Brian Dable to the Giants would be slow, hey, quick. Just a quick of, plug. Just a quick plug, you know. There's a lot of rumors that they're going to get that GM, the assistant GM from the Bills. So. Get them both. Yeah, no, that um, would be a good idea. That's a great package deal, if you ask If me. they do that and make some good moves in the offseason, I think I might pick the Giants to win in division in a great oh. turnaround. But we don't care about that crap show right now. So – but the Bills and the Chiefs, this game is going to be great. I mean, top five quarterback versus top five yeah. quarterback, probably like top three, top two yeah. versus each other, two, three, probably one, three, two, one, but, two, depending on just, how you look at it. Probably They're by the great. End of their careers. By the end of the careers, everyone's going to remember them. They're, Josh they're Allen. I, I'm taking, I'm Ryan Josh Allen here. This team is something else right now. It is going to be a fantastic game. Just fantastic. Real quick. If, I'm the Jets, the Giants, or the Browns. I am punching the air for not drafting yeah. Josh Allen that year. I'm punching the air. Yeah. How about uh, remember Josh said there were four mistakes made ahead of me? Um, no, but there was certainly Josh Allen was not. Josh Allen would smoke him for any in anything. The dude yeah. is Josh Allen makes is makes throws that I, I don't even know what to say. I mean. Seriously, the, 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 they're top five caliber quarterback throws that he makes yeah. all the time, and he's doing it even more right now when it matters. I think he's, I he's think, unreal. I think Buffalo's winning this. I think the other thing that makes it like more believable for me to say Buffalo wins it is like remember after the Chiefs won the championship game last year, Stephon Diggs was out there waiting the whole time watching it. Oh, that what a what a comeback story that would be. I, I really just think it's like it's just like fate. I really think it's just written in fate for the Bills to beat the Chiefs right now. I, I and then they would host uh, the Bengals in our hypothetical scenario. Yeah, could you imagine that? Would hold. Oh, oh, hold. I, I, I don't want. I don't want to see the Titans win because I think it's going to be boring. That's I didn't like, think that'd be boring. 
I would love to watch the Chiefs Bengals battle the hot, not Chiefs, uh, Bills Bengals. That would be a good game too. Yeah, but that's a rematch of the regular yes. season. But in, then in Kansas Bills, City this time. Yeah, but then Bills Bengals. That's the battle of the hot hands. Who's got a hotter hand right there? Like, we could be in line for some great NFC we, and AFC championship games. And then honestly, I think whoever, if everyone but the Titans and the Niners, yeah. Everyone but those two teams just go forward. I think we're bound for a great Super Bowl no matter what. Yeah, whether it's Green Bay, L.A., Green Bay, Tampa, KC, Bengals, Buffalo, Bengals. As long as the Titans and Niners aren't in it, I think we're going to be looking at some great games. I know it it seems silly to bash the Titans and the Niners, watch that end up being a Super Bowl too, but I just don't see it with them. They're – it will be crazy if the Rams do make the Super Bowl because that means two years in a row a team that's hosting the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. Going to get it? Yeah, home field. And this time it's going to be a packed house. So yeah. that would be interesting. Super Bowl is going to be lined up perfectly. I mean, the matchups will probably be great. The halftime show is phenomenal this year. I, yeah, I'm excited. I know, I, know you're, I know you're excited, yeah. I, know I can't excited. wait. So it's, it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a good yeah, weekend. Yeah. So I see we have a little time left. We're not at an hour yet. So let's talk some basketball for a bit, shall we? Oh, yeah. So there's two things that I think we both want to cover, but we'll start with yours first. I think Joel Embiid's an MVP. Oh, that's not that's not what I was going to – I thought you were going to oh. talk about Cam Reddish. Oh, no. no. Next. I, I oh. want to address – I think Embiid's not getting enough credit. For the guy being the biggest Embiid hater for the longest time ever, I called him a cupcake. I called him a cake. I called him a crybaby loser. I called him everything in the book. That man's an MVP. And, and, he's really do- and he's doing it with a worse team because Ben Simmons isn't there. And honestly, I saw this report today. Apparently, Daryl Morley, Morey, how do you pronounce that last name, might Ruler ask for pass. less. He might ask for less. For- he's he's got to get rid of him. Because the reason that the Sixers won't go far besides injuries is because he didn't make a move to make the team better. They are paying a dude $30 million to do nothing, and there's no compensation for it, and there's still nothing. And yet, despite all that, they're still like the five or four seed in the East. And B dropped 50 points. He should absolutely be in an MVP conversation. Yes, 27. 27 minutes That's to drop 50 crazy. points. He could have went for 70 if they kept them in the whole game for the heck of it. Yeah. But this team's not going to go anywhere unless they figure it out. They got to figure it out. And Embiid, if he remains healthy and plays like this for the rest of the year, yes, he should win the MVP. Because if Russ got the MVP for playing as well as he did, and he, I think he deserved it that year, but I think part of it helped with the storyline that Kevin Durant left and he put up these crazy stats. Ben Simmons isn't there. He sat out and beats playing less and beat healthy, putting up numbers. Sixers still make the postseason. He deserves the MVP. And I, I don't care that he missed games. I don't care that he missed games at the beginning of the year. That's COVID. I don't count COVID ap- absences against anybody. That I don't care. If you miss, you know, if you miss like 10 games or whatever it was for COVID, don't care. They don't, it doesn't matter to me. It's different yeah. than actually being injured. That he is, I know he doesn't have inj- um, control over being injured at all. But COVID even less so. Mm-hmm. So all the Jokic believers, even though Jokic is having a good year, Embiid is doing better. I know they don't have Jamal Murray, but they're going to get him back. 
He's not like Jamal Murray. He's like, oh, I don't feel like playing. He's rehabbing. He'll be back. Yeah. And plus, Sixers are in a better situation than Nuggets. The Nuggets have been pretty flat and very underwhelming this year. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I also think I think Jokic has more help around him. Like, yeah, Embiid has Maxi and Tobias, but those two guys are the most inconsistent people in the world. You could not count on them. I think, honestly, Aaron Gordon's more consistent than both of them. Aaron Gordon's more consistent for the Nuggets than Tobias or Tyrese Maxey are, in my opinion, for the Sixers. We'll see what the standings are. It's been a while since I've actually looked at them. The Sixers are five. They are yeah, five. Sixers are the five. They're only and, two and a half back of the first. And the Nuggets are six. And the Nuggets are six. Who are 11 back from the first. But then again, and they're the West, 11 back. And the West, the West is the West is pretty top-heavy. It is very top-heavy. The West heavy. is top-heavy now, and the East is kind of more balanced, honestly. I think the East is the most entertaining division to watch now because there's most entertaining conference. Because honestly, you look at one through like 11, they're all in it. All of them are in it. And I, and I think the Hawks can, are going to figure it out at some point, and they'll be at least in the playing tournament. The Knicks will figure it out. I like this will lead to the whole Cam Reddish thing. The Knicks just traded for Cam Reddish, getting rid of Kevin Knox and a first round pick that probably would have been like 20. At the, really at, at the in worst case scenario, yeah, getting camera is just it's like it's like a it's like one of those love stories, you know. It, it was bound to happen. You got RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish back together. Now they just need Zion, but I don't. That's a story for another day. But I think Cam Reddish, first of all, better than Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox literally did nothing for the Knicks. They tried putting him in the rotation. They tried giving him his opportunities to get minutes. He blew it every time. He's just not good. Cam Reddish, on the other hand, he has a he's I I said this before that draft happened. I said Cam Reddish has the one of the highest ceilings. He has so much room to grow, but it's whether people want to take the chance on him to grow. He can and shoot the Knicks well. are going to do it. Yeah, his defense is solid. His defense matches what Tom Thibodeau wants. He can shoot pretty well. I mean, he already knows one of the key players on the Knicks roster as is. And besides that. The Knicks, I think, will figure it out. Derrick Rose is coming back. He's, like, I think almost done with rehabbing completely. I saw him warming up today for the game. That's a key, crucial point. I mean, like, honestly, when the Knicks were winning a lot more, Derrick Rose was running that offense. Derrick Rose is still a great point guard. Kemba Walker, when he's actually playing and has his hot hand, they do great. Obi Toppin's honestly really solid. He has a great formidable duo with Manuel Quickly. I think the Knicks will figure it out. Just a matter of due time. Yeah. No, I think they will. I, I think they'll at least make the play in tournament at the, at the very least. Yeah. I do. I don't think they'll make it far in the playoffs, though. They don't. I, you and I have said this for a while. They they still need that other big star. Evan Fournier ain't in it. He's a good player overall, but he's just inconsistent. One night he will have 40 for you. The next night he'll have like six. Inconsistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I just want to, there's I kind of want to go over the odds since we're halfway through the season. Talk about the odds for who will win each award. I know we mm-hmm. already talked about Embiid winning MVP at this at this current state. Um, but I want to deliver one hot take. Had Paul George not have gotten hurt, he would have been in the running for MVP. Yeah, I can agree. The Clippers have fallen off like crazy since he got hurt. So I think Paul George would have won. Or at least finish top three voting. But let's uh, let's wrap up the podcast. Let's talk about the uh, odds. 
who we think will win each award at this point. Um, rookie of the year, I have three people I think can win. Yeah, rookie of the year. Oh, I think right now it's clear the one, honestly. I think it's Mobley. Evan Mobley. I think it's Mobley, either him, Kate Cunningham, or Scotty Barnes. One of those three are going to win. Yep, and I think I think Evan Mobley is a clear favorite right now. I mean, that Cavs team is sneaky. They right are now. a lot better than we thought, and they don't even have Colin Sexton right now. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Rubio is gone. Rajon Rondo has stepped in perfectly yeah. for them. He has. And he, he could be the reason they might make noise in the first round. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, they're a good team. Lori Markkinen's looking better than what we questioned that signing for. They look, hey, they're eight games above 500, man. Jared yeah. Allen's playing like an all star. Darius Garland's playing like an all star. Evan Mobley's playing well. Great. Rajon Rondo's stepping up. I'm just saying that draft class that Zion was in was 2018. He's 19. looking at the worst from 19 yet. He's looking at the worst from the top five. He is I know. Rough, right? Yeah. Darius Garland, perfect pick for the Cavs. RJ Barrett's fitting in. John Morant, man. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Let's talk about the most employ- most improved player odds. Dude, I mean, seriously, it, it, this, this, this might be the most interesting race of them all this year. Because John Morant, Miles Bridges, Darius Garland, DeJounte Murray, LaMelo Ball, Desmond Bain, Jaron Allen, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole, Anthony Edwards, Alferni Simmons, OG Ananubi. I mean, those are they're all on there, and it. I mean, yeah, it's there's stacked. some better than there's. Yeah, it's stacked. Obviously, Morant's probably the better than the others, but just the the caliber of players, like how well they're playing for the most improved player award. It, it's insane how many of like all of those guys are doing great. That's where you questions like, do you base off who really just wasn't good at all last year? Or do you just based off who's had the biggest impact from last year to this year? Because if you want to base off the biggest impact, you gotta give it to Jaw. Right away, to. of course. But so if you want but to Jaw say, was already good. Yeah, he just got like much better in putting his team in position to win. That's what about the same Miles thing Bridges. With this, yeah, Miles. You barely Bridges. heard he about him. He was Darius Garland. Darius Garland was a good. See the ones from that list that weren't that great last year. Garland, Bridges. I'd argue. De- oh no, Desmond Bain was not that great last year. Um, Tyler Hero. Cool. Tyler, see, Tyler Hero was good in my opinion. He just was inconsistent. Well, yeah, he's, he was I don't good. think he's going to win it, though. I don't think he's, he's, he, he's the favorite for sixth man of the year, and I, I could see that happening. I can agree with that. Jordan Poole, I, I could argue him being in that list. Honestly, oh, yeah. Like, he was like a nobody. Like, he wasn't nobody, but like he wasn't that great. He, he just, yeah, I know. He was there. This, it's, it's a most approved, it's, it's probably going to go to Morant. Rightfully so, I honestly. I mean, like, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> He's missed he, time, which I think is going that might hurt him. Plus, yeah. he's already so good. The thing like, he was like, already great. That's the thing. That's the thing I will say about DeJounte Murray, because I know you're big on him. Like DeJounte Murray, he was, he was already good. Yeah, he was but now really he's just improving. He, he's yeah. he's like the like the budget version in the way of John Moran. So I don't yeah. think he he should be in the conversation, but I don't think he's gonna win it. In my opinion, it's Miles Bridges or Darius Garland. Yeah. Not that John Morant doesn't deserve it. I just don't think he made big enough of a leap to justify the most improved player. And I think it should be Miles even though Bridges. John Moran is fantastic and will be an all-star, is it really like that big of a jump that he made to deserve that award compared to Garland or Bridges? It's all NBA I mean, politics. Moran's made, probably gonna win. They made what the play in tournament last year? Yeah, and no, they made the playoffs. They beat yeah, the Warriors. Two years ago they went made to the play in tournament. Two years yeah, ago. they lost to the Trailblazers. Yeah. This team That's is a lot of sneaky. 
They have a They're lot of sneaky, stuff. man. They beat they beat this that Warriors team pretty much. I know the Warriors got play back and other pieces, but it's not like the Grizzlies are the same exact team from last year either. Yeah, I mean, look at the standings. I they're only two and a half back of the Warriors. Yeah. That and that's Grizzlies, with Ja missing so much time. Yeah, that Grizzlies team is really good. Tyus Jones is phenomenal off the bench. I, I need to say that. He's phenomenal. Um, What's it called? Jaron Jackson. When he's not hurt, he's great. Steven Adams. Nice addition. That Just was a, little... a beautiful trade, honestly, for them. Yeah, for Jones, both teams. Valanciunas was great. Don't get me wrong. But Steven Adams is what the, the Grizzlies needed. They needed that veteran aspect, bully. first of all. They need, Yeah, exactly. The bully the veteran the bully. That that team, honestly, like you and I were talking about it. Zaire Williams, by the way, I, I like. I think he's great. He, he's young. He has a lot. He's a lot of raw potential. He's good, in my opinion. But I do think I I said this to you like two days ago. I'm like, they need a small forward that's ready to go. Yeah, that's they, they, they should. They they need to be active at the trade deadline. They do. But the thing is, who's a small forward they can trade for? Levert. Yeah, it's always hurt though. Tobias Harris. They probably don't have the contract for him, and they if they do, don't. they need to. They have to factor in the fact that they got to pay Jaw soon. I think by that time they would just ship out to buy somewhere else. Like he would be like a rental under contract, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but I feel well, like Buddy Heel. That probably won't happen. Him. Buddy Heel would be interesting too. But we'll uh, last one we'll talk about, and then we'll wrap the podcast. Coach of the year, Taylor Jenkins of Memphis. I think that's. Either him or J.B. Bickerstaff of Cleveland. Monty Williams is up there, but it's like, eh, I mean, they're doing nah, the same thing. You expected the Suns to be good again. I mean, they still got Chris Paul. They, they kept everyone. They literally kept everyone. And, I mean, they got the best center of all times. JaVale McGee! Don't hate on JaVale McGee. I pass. What so... do you mean pass? He's nice, dude. JaVale McGee, he gives you everything you want from a center. Sixers legend, man. Sixers legend. Yeah, the Sixers have let go of a lot of good players, man. Oh, JaVale yeah, McGee. That, that's, at the top, that's at the top of the, our list of our mistakes. Yeah, JaVale that's, McGee. JaVale McGee is good. I'm telling. Also, why are you skipping on Defensive Player of the Year? Oh, yeah, I missed that one. Sorry. Um, Draymond Green's leading the odds with Rudy Gobert right behind it. Uh, I would lean Draymond Green. Yeah, probably. Jeremiah Green can literally guard anyone from the one to the five. I've yeah. seen that man literally lock up a point guard. Draymond Green is back in his leader form now. I used to so. hate Draymond Green. I did too. It, like, maturing is realizing the Warriors weren't that bad. No. Maturing's realizing Kevin Durant was not a villain for what he did. Maturing's realizing he just did what everyone wants to do when they go into professional sport. Yeah, win, it all. win a championship. It it still was kind of a scummy move, honestly, to join that team. But I mean, I mean, like honestly, like Kevin Durant probably felt accomplished. He got his money. He's been to the finals with a not so great team when it was the OKC team that was very young. He all he had to do was just win it. And honestly, like at the time, we all hated it because you know it was like, wow, this team won this record, made it to the finals without you. You just added this for nothing. I don't blame him. I really don't. But I don't know. I think the Jazz are once again fraudulent. They're, you they're hated the, the Jazz, man. Everybody. They're still not it. They're still not it. What did they do in the offseason to reassure you that they'll be a good team this year? 
in the playoffs. I don't even know what they need. Hey, what 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 have they done to make you reassured that they could do it? I don't right think Mike now, Conley's that guy, man. I really don't. I right don't now, they would play the Mavericks, and they would. I think that would be an interesting series. Say they win, they would get the Suns. The Suns would beat them up with ease. Yeah, the honestly. Jazz, the the Jazz, the Trailblazers, the Pacers, they need to blow it up. It ain't it ain't Knicks. going. I think they should get rid of Gobert. I don't think Gobert is the guy for the playoffs. He's a regular season piece because I remember I was listening to who was it? Like NBA buckets on like YouTube. He was on a, he was on a podcast and he said Rudy Gobert is perfect for the regular season because in the regular season people don't make the adjustments that they would make in the playoffs. If you're paid, just like the Clippers did. If you're playing the Jazz in the postseason, why would you not go small ball? Yeah. Because what is he going to – he can guard the paint. You want him guarding the perimeter? Look what happened. The Clippers exposed the Jazz, and they moved on. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, you put him up against a Miles Turner, I honestly think Miles Turner's going to expose him. Miles Turner can shoot. And then beat And beat yeah. Gave him the work that uh, last year when they faced each other. He gave him the work. Embiid, I think like, Gobert's heavily overrated. He's yeah. a good defender in the paint. Don't get me wrong. But do you want him as a main piece of your team moving forward? No. Gobert's playing no. in the wrong era, honestly. He is. He's playing in the wrong era on a team he would be something on the Warriors. Yes. Where... Because, like, what shooting do the, like, jazz, like, like superstar shooting do the Jazz have? Donovan Mitchell's not that sh- sharp shooter. Jordan Clarkson was and Joe Ingles were, like, one-hit, one not one-hit wonders, but, like, the reason they were so good because they were shooting lights out. They're not going to – so they're, not, they're not shooting lights out guys, guys. They're, they're, they, 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 not they're a lights not out guy. shooter. No, they don't have any lights out guys that reassure that Gobert is the dude to put down – I I don't like the Jazz to maybe even get out of the first round, but though that's a judgment that we'll make closer to the end of the season. Yeah, honestly, but, yeah, I think Draymond's yeah. got to win defensively. Yeah, but anyways, I think that's gonna wrap it up. That was a good episode. That was a good episode. I enjoyed. Uh, it hasn't been the two of us in a while. No, it has not. It was a it was a good episode. I still am looking at the standings right now. I just realized that the Timberwolves are ahead of the Lakers. When did that happen? When, the Timberwolves beat the Nets. when did I miss that? The Timberwolves beat the Nets. <laughs> okay, go T-Wolves. Good for them. I missed Honestly, that. I mean, the T-Wolves was trying to pick it up. Anthony Edwards is nice. D'Angelo Russell. They should. They should with that roster. They should not be bottom feeders. No, they shouldn't. And honestly, the Lakers, LeBron should be ashamed of himself. It. LeBron should be ashamed of himself. He for, for creating that team. That he literally was a he pushed for Russell Westbrook. Look where that's getting him. Frank Vogel got given the green light to bench him. You it's got rid of Kyle Kuzma and all those like all that like capital you yeah. had for him. Westbrook. That, that never before yeah before we wrapped the podcast. I, I, I we should we didn't even talk about the Lakers at all. That's true. Why would they give up so much capital for him? He did look good last year, but it's like he doesn't fit in with them at all. Now Kuzma looks great, Harrell looks great. 
Um, who else did they get? Um, Caldwell Pope. Yeah, he looks. This is not bad. He's just and they got picks. Yeah, and they got picks for that too. For tell me for if I'm a wrong. rental. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I said this when Kuzma got traded. I literally flat out said, "I'm like, watch, he's gonna look great again." Yeah, and he does. He looks confident, and he looks good. Good for him. Good you know what? Him. Honestly, what the LA fan base enough? reminds me of the Sixers fan base. They probably kill not not as bad as the Sixers aren't as bad as LA's, but LA killed Kyle Kuzma's confidence when he was there because every time he had one bad game, uh, the Sixers are killing Tobias Harris's confidence right now. Kind of are, but but that again though, Tobias Harris has never been the the two guy. He's always been the three. But whatever, he, that's another topic. But yeah. the LA fans killed Kyle Kuzma every time he had one bad game. You went on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. That man was, he getting, was getting slaughtered, roasted. Yeah. And it, they literally said, fair. we're turning you into a chicken and roasting you right there. Yeah. But uh, the Lakers aren't it. I, I, I know LeBron's playing well, but that team is not it. They're not. Even it. when they, I don't think they do anything. Anthony Davis comes back either. No, that so. team is not good. It's not. And honestly, LeBron is shooting himself in the foot with the whole GOAT conversation with having this team right now. Unless he miraculously brings them to the finals and wins it all. Then that that'd be that'd be something. That would. Yeah. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for the Cloud Zero Sports Podcast. Let's thank our sponsors, ETB, Edwin the Barber. The man provides fresh cuts in the Lehigh Valley. Hit him up on Instagram at underscore Edwin the Barber underscore. The man can get it done for you. And of course, Ranger 33 music providing all the great beats for not only the podcast, but for our TikTok highlight videos as well. So be sure to check him out and also check out our TikTok videos as well. We're making great content on there every day. We're putting out something every day. We're being very consistent over there on TikTok. We enjoy making the videos. Uh, We're doing pretty well over there. So we want to keep doing it. So thank you everyone for your support. And I hope everyone has a great day. Enjoys Super Wildcard Weekend and has a great, I already said great day, didn't I? You did. I did. Well, have a great day. That's the point. Have a great day. You didn't know. Make sure you have a great day. Have a great day.